Welcome back everybody Hoop Fridays is upon us Welcome to the Hoop Call, let's go, let it drop as always Yes, yeah, can't, can't, can't get enough of that, cannot get enough of that Right, welcome back ladies and gentlemen, friends, Romans, countrymen As usual, the NBA keeps giving, we got a lot on this week and I don't want to waste another second. First things first, let's see who's with us. We've got the Fab Four, I believe. Yes. Oli, say what up. What up, my peeps? There Glad to be back on another Hoop Friday. Garim, K-Dot, shout out to your room, Hoop Nation. <laughs> Hoop Nation, show us some love. <laughs> That will catch on. That will catch on. And that leaves Tobes. Say what up. Howdy, gentlemen. Howdy, all my people. How are we doing? Ready for another classic. Another classic. We're about to drop another classic. I like that. I like that a lot. Now, we are going to talk about the West and the East. Always important to discuss it, then break it down, break down the standings, what they all mean. We're going to get you bang up to date with what's going on, who are the informed teams and who are starting to look a little bit janky. We've got a Pandora's box score special. I want us to look in closely at the debut of the big three in Brooklyn when they took the L versus Cleveland. We've got trade block back. There's there's been some there's been some activity on the hoop call trade machine. Oh, you want to bring it to you? There's some hot takes on that one. Definitely listen to Trade Block because there's some hot takes. Then we've got Team of the Week, Player of the Week. And then we've got our Best League in the World section where we talk about... And then we've got our Best League in the World section where we compare the NBA to the Premier League. And this week I'm going to try and convince my colleagues of something and I want to see their takes. I'm going to keep that a surprise and we'll see how they react, right? Now, the last thing to say is, you guys, get in touch. As you've noticed, there's four of us, yeah, we need that fifth man. So you guys, get in touch. Podcast at thehoopcall.com or just follow the Hoop Call on socials. And literally, you know what, actually, get your phone out. If you're listening on your phone, just do that thing where you minimize Spotify or Apple Podcast. Save our number. 07379 Save the number, and then when you have a thought about basketball, just drop us a WhatsApp or a voice note, and we'll get back to you. Any questions you have, anything, yeah? So there we are. Now let's dive in, let's dive in. Okay, what we got, gentlemen? Yes. (laughs) You know what's coming. (laughs) Yes. Classics. I told you the classics. We're dropping classics. <laughs> Thank you very much, Mr. Will Smith, for that. That brings us over to the West. Let's let's recap the goings on in the Western Conference for you. Let's talk. Let's talk the standings. Ollie, you must be happy. <laughs> yeah, I'm loving it at the moment. As I said, I'm just going to keep saying it every week. I'm just. I'm just going to ride it out until <laughs> until something eventually happens. I don't know if it's like historic numbers it's from from three point from 
Kawhi and Paul George. I mean, I think Paul George is shooting fifty percent. No, he's not going to last. He's not going to last at the moment. He's not, not going to last. No, he's not. Gonna last. But as I said, <laughs> top, top, top. Well, if you don't know by now, the LA Clippers are top of the Western Conference. We then got the Los Angeles Lakers in number two, Utah Jazz at number three, the Phoenix Suns holding in there, number four, Golden State Warriors. I think they're just about where they should be in the fifth seed, Portland Trailblazers, same record as the Golden State Warriors in the sixth seed, Memphis Grizzlies. I've got to say I'm kind of surprised they're there. They're in seventh. And the San Antonio Spurs make up the playoff pitcher in the West. So well done to those teams so far. Now let's have a look at, let's have, let's have a closer look now. Yeah, so the West is interesting, but for me it's kind of interesting more for who's performing badly than who's performing well. I don't think anyone's massively, massively shocked with that top four, necessarily. But, but, but K-Dot, tell us about I want to I want to hear from you guys particularly about the Dallas Mavericks and the Denver Nuggets. The thing they've got in common is they got two players playing at superstar level, MVP level, but both teams are underperforming. What why do you think that is? Kate, I'll start with you. So with the Dallas Mavericks, I think it's a you know, I guess I think it's a combination of the fact that COVID's hit, so a lot of their players haven't played together as a cohesive unit yet um which has disrupted their offensive rhythm i think when they get you know trey back had a wonderful game the other day so when they um will come back i think you start seeing the uh, offensively luka Doncic will get into the groove of things i think he's been a bit of a one-man show lately yeah you know um, what yeah i agree keep going keep going um and i think that he needs to know when to be aggressive and when to defer. Um, I'm not really too worried about them. Reason being is because I think that that team specifically is probably the best Dallas team on paper. Um, oh, the paper. Since they won the World Championship. Oh, that must be some so, special paper if you play games on it. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I get I think you. Uh, yeah. they've, got, they've, got a, they've got a great coach and I think he'll just see them through uh, the regular season it just I, I guess I think it's just that their their players will haven't as I said the players will haven't um, been on the floor together and I don't think Rick Carlisle has had the opportunity to to pick his strongest squad squads that being said um, Luka Doncic is playing absolutely out of his mind so um, okay all right okay okay I'm gonna stop you I'm not I'm gonna stop you there because I want um, I want Toby to chime in here because I think it was me, Tobes, and Ollie were were on the group chat on the weekend. Dallas versus the Bulls. It was Dallas versus the Bulls, wasn't it? Um, it was on Sky Sports, so we were watching it, right? And something you said was completely true in my view. Is that they look like a one-man team. Like, Doncic scored 30 points in the first half of that game and then was absolutely gassed. Tobes, do you agree from what you saw? But also, like, do you think they need to play that way? Uh, yeah, I think I agree. Um, I think afterwards he he made the comments right. He was like, "I'm really upset with that." Yeah, double. he did actually. You know I mean? He like, said he actually said himself, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. So he, I think that speaks volumes, right? Because 
he knows something's not quite right in terms of the mantra between the team and himself. So um, I think like a lot of occasions where it's like young superstar leading the, the way, he probably wants, he needs another person to step up, whether that be Hardaway Jr., whether that be Pusingas. Yeah, he needs someone he to needs, hold the ball, man. It's ridiculous. to hold the ball, lead the offense and score loads. Oh, so, <clears throat> I mean, Pusingas is coming back. We know we're giving him time. Um, I think as the week gone, he did he put in some good performances, um, and we're really just needing that. I think him to blossom, come into the true as as that one B or two A, whatever you want to call it, and help lift that load off Luca. Luca's going to be Luca. We've we've seen that. I mean, he ended up with a pretty monster triple double actually, thirty six points, sixteen rebounds, fifteen assists. It's like the first person to do that. Like he's joined an elite crew of like MJ and stuff. So, um, I think I think like what Kareem said, you know. You just need the offense to move because remember, like last year, they had like a historic offense. Yeah, I mean, like they... Rick Carlisle was like they were like the most efficient, like or best offense in the history of the NBA. So you know it's there, um, but, and I think but, you just need to rediscover that. But, yeah, I mean, I don't. Yeah, it's it's, in, it's very interesting. It's, it's it's a very interesting situation. Like Oli, you backed Doncic for MVP. He he has been balling out of control. I think he's I think he's taking a bit too much on, but it's a question I wanted to ask about the Mavs and I want to see what you think about the Nuggets as well. Both of those teams, for me, you know what, I take Karim's point actually. Again, Karim made a good point about COVID and it's been disrupted, it has been. But for me, I'm wondering, do you think those teams are being undercoached? And by that, I mean, they seem to just be putting, you know, put the ball in the best player's hands. Okay, yeah, I get it, but it is still a team game. You still need to coach. You still need to make stops. You still need to do stuff. Do you think this thing, this will just level out? Do you think it's coaching fault? Like, what, what do you reckon's wrong with these two teams? Because they're not reaching their level. I, yeah, I think one of the main points at the moment is Neve, as we've already sort of touched on and, and Krim initially said, is their team's massively been disrupted by, um, by COVID. Yeah, and agreed. I don't think they've even had... I think there's only one team this season that's had their starting their starting five throughout the whole season. What? Because there's been yeah, because there's been so much disruption of uh, of of who who they've got in. But and at the moment, again with with Jokic and Doncic, they're kind of the the role players that they've got alongside them at the moment don't really seem to be having as much of an impact in what they what they should be doing. Um, <laughs> But with yeah, Mav, as in Mavs are missing or Tim Hardaway, um, I think like Maxi Kleber. So you know they're, they're sort of they're not you know big guys, but they're they're guys who can at least put up some points and some minutes. Um, and then with with the Nuggets, um, you know uh, you, at the moment you've got a Jamal Murray, which I think we dropped five the well, other day. Yeah, he, oh, he okay. dropped five. Wow. Yeah, five, what, five. Yeah. Well, this um, is what I was, this is what I was going to say. Like. That's the main difference between the Mavs and the Nuggets in in this context. I think that the Nuggets are supposed to have this two-headed monster. And Jamal Murray, are you guys find? Listen, I wanted I wanted to just say this. Are you guys going to finally admit maybe he's just not at the superstar level? Is he even a star? I'm teetering towards your... Your take after, <laughs> after a couple of weeks into the season, yeah. He's a he's, he's a bench star. He's a bench yeah. star. I don't even know what that means. But 
You know what I mean? I, res- I respect you know it. He's just not. You know what I'm saying? My name puts a, puts I, I, th- a respect on I just name. don't know why he's 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 not hitting and he's letting Jokic down, in my opinion. I I think for me, the Nuggets are underperforming largely because of Jamal Murray, who needs to be helping Jokic. Um, you know, especially when when the game gets tighter and you need to, someone else to get buckets. And I think the Mavs. I think Karim, you made a good point actually. Then. And they're they're not in rhythm, but maybe it is because of COVID. But I think it was just Tobes. You, I know you agree with me a bit. Um, the watching them, it was mad. The amount the ball was in Lucas' hand. I was like, they're not even making plays. It's just like every time it's straight to him, and he's just going to the hoop. It was, it was a very disjointed and strange performance, and and not very Mavericks s performance. I think we both agree they're play. They're both teams have potential MVPs, and we will come back to that. And both teams are underperforming. So I advise anyone who hasn't watched Luka Doncic play, make sure you watch him. If he, you know if the Mavs are ever on Sky Sports or whatever, make sure you watch him. He's unbelievable to watch, win, lose, or draw. There's not many draws, but win or lose. Um, yeah. Okay, Doc. I think you should get... Okay, so quick take before we move on. Tell me, who could take the Mavs over the top? Realistic acquisition. K-Dot, you first. And I'll drop a bomb for I you. I think realistically they should get Blake Griffin. I think he'd be a great fit on that team. I was going to drop a bomb. I might drop a... Hold on. Yeah, keep, keep, keep going, keep going. Um, what? He's realistic. Um, he's only got... I think he's only got next year left on his deal. Uh, Luca could play the pick and roll off him. He shoots 33% from beyond the arc. So defences have to respect that he can actually make the three-point the, the three point ball. Um and also, I, I just think that yeah, he'd be a, he'd be a nice fit. They can kick down Pozingis to play power forward. I just think he'd be a nice little, just a, it'd just be a different element to their offense. I mean, and a different element to. They'll still have nah, bro. Unless you're trying to recruit him for the medical team, I'm not really. <laughs> I'm not really sure. He is full. <laughs> he is falling off a cliff this season, Blake no, Griffin. He's shooting that, like thirty um, degrees a game. <laughs> I actually think Detroit isn't the best place for him just offensively personally I think that if he'd got if he goes to a you know an offensive offensive guru like Carlisle he would really put him in positions to succeed um, right, I really okay. do think that that trade should happen um, okay 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 fine so I agree that okay let me give you some some ticks and crosses okay for that take I agree that Blake Griffin in my opinion probably has a bit more to give in his career I agree that Luca would get the best out of him. But do I agree it will take them over the top? Like, I, if I said, oh, what could take a team over the top? If someone comes back with, with Blake Griffin, I'm a bit like, hold on, are we in like 2014? So I might give you an overall, you know, negative mark there. But I don't know. Um, Tobes, Ollie, quick. What do you reckon? One-liners. Off season, Oladipo. Yeah, I'll take that. The f- uh, off season, Carl Lowry. Oh, is he? Is he? Is he a free agent? He is. He nah, is. That's you know what? Okay, so I'm gonna give Ollie a swish. So it's a good take. But I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give a bomb to um Tobes. Actually, I'm gonna give a bomb to Tobes. Oh, where is it? I'm gonna give a bomb to Tobes though. I like that. I like that acquisition, you know. I mean, he's not amazing, but I think he's a dog and he's won a chip. 
You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. I, th- I think I think that's a, a nice one. The groom does not look happy at all. He looks like someone's just told him off. He's, he's human. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. You said realistic. Yeah. I think Kalar is leaving, personally. If he has um, a chance for another chip. If he's a chance... I, I mean, think, you, you see that sinking ship in, uh, in Canada Toronto, right now. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I, I'm just not, I'm not sure he'd, he'd leave. And I, I like um, Oli's take. I think Ladipo could take them over the top. Well, we'll I see. think he kind of takes off the, um, you know, just the scoring capabilities of Doncic as well, where he has to take yeah. over a game. Yeah, no, agreed. 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 Uh, so just a couple more things about the West, yeah, then we'll move on to move eastward. Firstly, Oli, fair enough. This is for you. Birdman sent this in. Put some respect on my name. Yeah. You understand me? When y'all saying my name, <laughs> LA Clippers won five about straight. damn time. LA Clippers won five straight and are balling. They're balling, certified, no issues. Oli, we've heard your point of view. Anyone else got any views on the Clippers? Little takes? Yeah, I think um, I just wanted to sort of talk about the Clippers, the difference between last year and this year. I think there's a, been a considerable amount of uh, ball, or it's not much, but it's significant. The ball movement has been a lot better this year. Um, and that goes, translates into the fact that Kyrie, um, Kawhi and Paul George. I think Kawhi's at six. He's, assist, he's um, up at six assists per game. Nice. I think Paul George is at five assists per game. So less ISO. They were playing a lot of big, ISO last year, weren't they? They were. They were. They're still. It's still there. But I think that there's. I think um, the ball movement is looks like just from the eye test. Looks like it's more prevalent. That, yeah, um, mate, I agree with you. That was the first thing I noticed when I watched them play a couple of times. Like they're really, really moving the ball, and then when the ball gets stuck, then they can just give it to Kawhi in a spot, and he just makes it happen. But they move it nicely. Yeah, I agree. Keep going. Um, and I think um, the acquisition of Ibaka has really helped with their spacing. Um, so I think it's given them another element to their to their offense that they didn't have last year. Um, and people, I think people are sleeping on on Batum's pickup. So I think people think he was crushed up in Charlotte um, and he was in quicksand. (laughs) But actually, since he's come to the Clippers, I think he's shooting about, what is it, like 40, 45 percent. Yes, he may fall off, but he's he's really been effective on that team. So I think, yeah, we need to really put respect on their... No, they're looking legit. They're looking legit. And interesting... Mini mini take here from me, and now I'm going to throw it over to Tobes. Just just sit on this. Don't have to argue with me about this for now. But I think the best matchup for the Brooklyn Nets is the LA Clippers. There's an argument that could be made for um for the Lakers, but I actually think the Clippers, the way they're set up, and they've got great perimeter defending, and they have got elite offensive potential as well. I don't know what the actual offensive rating is. Um, in the league but they've got elite potential so and a decent bench so I just think in general if there's one team that can slow them down or you know get them into a dogfight I think it's the Clippers but yeah don't argue me on that yeah we'll give that some thought or maybe we'll come back to it Tobes I wanted to just chat very briefly about Golden State Warriors just because I like where they're at now they seem quite stable steady fifth seed in the west I think if the season could end now do you think Steph Steph would take this now, wouldn't he? <laughs> the right answer is no. 
these guys are these guys are these guys are hardened competitors you know what i mean like they're petty like that he'll say why aren't we top seed you know what i mean but (laughs) from from a pundit from a punditry outside looking in then yeah i think you'd take it um i think what we're seeing uh the most overrated player in the league uh Andrew Wiggins and Kelly Oubre are actually making shots. You know what I mean? Like they're just average. They're just being bang average. But it's yeah, enough, yeah. They're just doing what they're there to do. You know what I mean? Like get your fifteen to eighteen points a game. Get a few steals, a few rebounds, and surround that with uh, Draymond and Steph, and you've got a very good functional team, right? So um, Steph's in his bag. He's playing real nice. Like some real nice highlight highlight plays. He was making people dance last night. Was, he was, yeah. People again, another one for him. people to go and watch. And, and you know, Steph, that's when he really wants to cook. He's he's the guy. Um, but I just feel like the balance is there, and, and we've already emphasized it enough. But um, Draymond being back is 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 a really big thing. I mean, uh, social media take of you want to see it. You, you go and re- go and rewatch the clips of uh, Draymond Green coaching James Wiseman. Like, yeah, I saw that on IG. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that stuff. I love that stuff as a as a as a fan of the sport. You know, like everyone knows what Drain was about. Like he gives slack and he doesn't mind taking it. But seeing him like grab Wiseman by the neck and saying like, "What are you doing? You see me open? Come here and do that." That's a great sign for Warrior fans. So uh, things are looking up all right. So as long as they stay healthy and those two wing wing defenders uh, keep knocking down shots, yeah, then they could easily sail into the playoffs. So perfect. Agreed. Agreed. Oli, I see your face smiling. Yeah, no, when you when Toby mentioned about uh, um, Wiseman and Draymond, there was one against the against the Lakers the other day where it was, Draymond was mic'd up, and he was like, "Oh, I like your you're up against Gasol, and I like I like that when you've got him in space." And then the camera zooms out, and Gasol's standing next to Draymond <laughs> Green, so basically telling him, "Was like he's you know he's, he's barbecue chicken sort of thing." And Gasol's standing there, absolutely like, living rent free in Gasol's head. Got plenty of time for that. Got absolutely loads and loads of time for that. Oh. <laughs> That drumbeat brings us to the East. Oh, my goodness. I'm actually, I'm feeling exhausted already just thinking about the Eastern Conference. Now, Eastern Conference, just to remind you, features teams such as the Brooklyn Nets, the Boston Celtics, the Philadelphia 76ers, and the Milwaukee Bucks, all battling it out. And it's a really interesting, just a really interesting place to be. So let me just go through the rankings for you first, and then we'll dive in. The Philadelphia 76ers are in the number one seed, which is pretty good considering they've been ravaged by COVID as well. So to be holding on to that number one seed is nice. Milwaukee Bucks, normality almost restored there. They're in number two. Boston Celtics, number three. Indiana Pacers in that fourth seed. Brooklyn Nets are on the climb, fifth seed. Cleveland Cavaliers making a little bit of noise um, in the sixth seed, Tobes. Atlanta Hawks, seventh seed. And the New York Knicks keep making me talk about them because they're in the eighth spot. So, you know, fair fair enough to them, you know, fair enough to them and fair enough to those teams that are in the top eight this this week and worth talking about. Interesting teams to miss out are the Miami Heat, they're in the 10th seed. Washington Wizards are still in the 14th seed and the Toronto Raptors are looking like this is going to be a lost season at five and nine and just sort of 
minimal, minimal signs of life. <coughs> now, we know what we're going to talk about in the East. It's going to be the Nets. Um, so let's talk about a couple of things first, and then we'll dive into the Nets, give ourselves plenty of time. There's a new world order, the NWO. But who's actually the favourite in the East? Um, I think we're all going to say Brooklyn, but who who are legit contenders? Who Who are the team that benefited the most from this in the sense that the pressure's off them, but we're sleeping on them in the East? I'm going to throw this one to K-Dot because I think Ollie and Toby spoke last. Go on, just tell me your views in the East and... I. I can see New York Knicks. I know you want it to come out of your mouth. For those of us who don't know, he texts saying, listen, can we talk about the Knicks? And we've been battling about this. So we'll see if he shoehorns them in in some way. Um, K-Dot, tell us about the Eastern Conference, please. No, I'll I'll touch on the Knicks. They... <laughs> yeah, <fair enough>. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're doing... I, I think no one expected them to, at this stage of the season, to be seven and eight. Think, oh, Jesus. Um... I was looking at them being, you know, 14th or 15th, very irrelevant. Yeah, no, I'll give you that, yeah. But actually showing some some signs of life. They've got a very decent uh, roster. And, they, you know, they've won the last two games. And I think, you know, they could be they could be in there. I think if they get to the playoffs, that would be nice. I'd, li- I'd yeah, like to I see Brooklyn, nice versus, uh, Brooklyn versus the Knicks first seed versus eighth seed. That would be enjoyable. Um, but yeah, tell us about the top. Yeah, tell us question. Yeah. I don't think there's there's really anybody that the pressure is off. I think the favourites really? for the East were always going to be the favourites. Um, I think I think we all expected the Nets to to be there. I just think they've just taken it over the top now with, with the acquisition of James Harden. So I'm not sure there's like a a team that we didn't really expect they're going to creep in. I mean, um, just looking at their records, obviously the Pacers are doing really well. So um, they, they're going to be a tough out for anybody. Yeah, true. Ultimately. Um, and I hope that the Hornets um, come good and it'll be very interesting to see Lamelo and how he adapts his game if they make it to the playoffs. So, um, so yeah, I, I mean... Yeah, I think, yeah, I think, um, interesting. I think the East is very, people sleep on the East. I think there's some very, very good teams in there. Yeah, I agree. I agree. There's, 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 an, argument, there's an argument that they, that, yeah, there's an argument that it could be the better conference. I think that that'll be one for another day. Because I, I, I do it's think, deeper, it? I yeah, think. It's, it's, it's a nice conference, but we'll see. Tobes, is it over for everyone else in the East now the, net, now the Nets have locked in the big three? Like, genuinely, is it is it over? I know, yeah, go on. Just, just... I don't. I don't think it's over. <clears throat> uh, I know we're touching it soon, but like the the Bucks next game, I think both of both teams took positives, negatives out of that. Um, and uh, while they, you know, for my geeks out there that follow Greek mythology, remind me of the three-headed doll, the Cerebrus. <laughs> if you don't know what that is, just think of Hercules, Disney, that oh, three-headed yeah, yeah. dog that just kept. Took turns biting at you, right? Because that's like a free-headed dragon. And no, they, free-headed lo- dog. they lost, though, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> it. That they lost. They died. The dog died. Anyway. So that, that um, makes LeBron Hercules, does it? Yeah, it does. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. Predicting the future. That's a, that's a take there. Um, I think, uh, I think, I don't think, you know what? There's teams out there that will be analysing. And it's now, now it's a known element, right? So 
and it's early doors. So you have all season to, you know, try different uh, schemes and rotations against these three, see how your roster yeah, and yeah. your tactics can match up. So at least straight away, the trade happened. You know, there was a shock factor. And then, you know, like the coaches and players were like, all right, what are we going to do about this? So um, I don't say it's over. I think I think any any big any team with a big man can pose a, can still pose a threat. So that puts that puts teams like Philly and Miami to an extent, maybe uh, even the Pacers uh, as teams that could could you know at least challenge them. At least now, I'm challenge saying, them, just make it tough for them. You know, yeah, make it tough. And when it's playoff season, you never you just honestly never know, right? So. Um, there's there's those elements too, but um and even the other day, right? We, I think Vucevic, who by the way, shout out to Vucevic, yeah, has yeah. ball in the season. He caused them problems. He dropped thirty four. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think um, is the league quaking in its boots? Yeah, yes. but I think that shock factor's gone, and you just move on to it, right? It's the same way the league reacted to when the big three in Miami originally came and. Super team reacted in. But this in is like a super duper team. Like this team is on a joke. We're, we're going to get on that juice. It's been on that juice. Oh, it's goodness, got steroids, oh, but, but hey, what can you do? Oli, Oli, tell me about. Um, we've got plenty of Philly talk coming up, by the way. I know some people might be thinking, oh, Philly are top. Why aren't we talking about them? Trust me, plenty of Philly talk. I want to talk about Boston briefly because they're a team that I think are very good, but not great. But then sometimes I think, oh, you know, maybe they could do it. You see the way Colin Sexton. And um, Vucevic, you know, team seems to be able to just go off against these nets. I don't know if you think Boston can do anything. You know, maybe in a conference semi, surprise them. What would you What do you reckon? I with with Boston. If you have a look, I, I said I wasn't massively on on hoping them since the beginning of the season, and I know they're well. I think they're currently sitting eight for four. But if you look, you know, what's you look at uh, they their re- more recent results. I know they lost to Philly, absolutely yeah, blown out by the Knicks, the Knicks, wasn't it? Oh my goodness, that was scary. And uh, have a look. I think uh, looking over a few of their results as well. I think four out of their eight wins are by three points or three points or less. Let me look at, let me look at their um, point differential. So I think I had this up. Like yeah, I had this not, up. Yeah, their point stage. differential is 0.5. <laughs> yeah, they beat. So like looking through, uh, they beat the Bucks by one point. They beat the Pacers by four points. They beat the Pacers by one point. They beat the Pistons by three points. They beat the Pistons by two points. They beat the Heat by two points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of, I know there's a lot of ifs and buts, but, you know, Tatum doesn't make a couple of their shots or, you know, some other players on the opposite team makes makes a late bucket. And then that, the table could look completely different as well. True. I, so, I wonder if, I don't know if that's a good, I mean, I'm, I think it's not a good sign in general, but I, I, I wonder I, if it's I a don't sign think that. It's a great sign. I wonder if it's like to keep. They're keeping their fans entertained, boys. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, want, I You look at it on the other spectrum. With the rap, the Raptors are exactly the same, which they have lost by a couple of points. So yeah, the Raptors not point four their differential, so their point differential. So it could look a whole look. Exactly, they could look a whole look. The league could look a whole lot different at the moment if it was just. For those who don't know what we're talking about in terms of point differential, that's the average dif- difference between points during a game. So. Toronto Raptors, basically, the difference in points between what they get and their opposition gets is, on average, 0.4. So less than a point. So they've been <laughs> unlucky. Compare that to Milwaukee Bucks, their difference differential is 9.8. So they're, when they win, they're winning comfortably. 
which is which I've is still, very, I've still very got the Bucks as number one. Oh, have you? Have you? Mm. Okay, well that brings us to our talk actually about the Nets. Let's, let's talk about the Nets and the Bucks. They had a really interesting game um, earlier this week at the top of the Eastern Conference. Um, obviously, the Brooklyn Nets just about came out with the win. Um, I suppose K dot. You 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 tell us what what what's the significance of that win? Massive or little? What what did, what did it tell you? This was before Kyrie became the big fruit. You know, joined the joined the others. But what what do you think was the significance of that? So there was a few things that I took away from that from the game. Was um, firstly was Harden's um, ability to be a Swiss Army knife. So. He's doing everything. He was facilitating. He was getting his own shots, um, and he was actually trying on on defense. He was active. He was really trying hard. Um, and I guess um, KD's are just unplayable. He doesn't. Yeah, he's he just, just yeah, he just he's just a freak. He just he doesn't really need to dribble the air out of the ball. He just gets to his spot. And when he gets to his spot, then it's you know so just a he's just a a nightmare matchup. You like Drew Holiday as well, didn't you? You you seem yeah, to like the look of him. Unbelievable picking up, um, picking up um, James Harden in the half court, being an absolutely uh, amazing defender. So when he came off uh, James Harden, he was guarding um, Joe Harris, and I think that he's just. He's just really, really underrated uh, defender. Okay, but why did why they, they take the L then? Um, I actually think the the difference was KD. <laughs> <laughs> Simple as that. Uh, um, yeah, yeah KD just, did drop thirty. He was just able to get to get to his spot too easily. I think um, you really need to sort of uh, if you can defend KD, that is. But I you think can't. you need to really make it uncomfortable for him. I know it's just a difficult it's, task. It's almost not worth talking about. Like you can't do anything with that guy. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you really, you really, really can't. And I think that the Bucks really did try hard. They really, um, um, I think Chris Pearson played really, played really well. Um, I, I do think that the that the Vincenzo um, needs to play a little bit better. Um, I've got high hopes for him as well. And I think that, yeah, he just needs to... He, he played okay, but I think he, he could have done a little bit better. Oh. But I guess it's just difficult when you're playing, you know, two superstars. Yeah, um, but I just... I was a bit disappointed. My, my take on this was, was it was this. I was a bit disappointed in the Bucs. I thought the Bucs would want to make a statement, one. I thought Giannis would want to make a statement defensively. And I thought it's the first time they've really played together. I think they play against the Magic. But first time uh, Katie and James really played together, I think the Bucks could have done a bit more offensively. But I think maybe Giannis, if Giannis had a bit more offensively to his game down the stretch, he could have taken over more. Um, like, because if you look at that, that uh, Nets team, there's no one that can really lock down a defense. They just go back and forth. I don't know if you've watched any of like kind of the, the late game highlights. It's a lot of going back and forth. The shot clock doesn't really, it's not really under control. Like you see in other in other games where it's like kind of slows down and it's it's just like kind of you score I score you score I score like it's it's quite interesting to watch. But I was a bit disappointed in the Bucks. Um, my main take my main take before I throw it to Tobes and Ollie is 
Listen, nobody had any questions as to whether James Harden and Kyrie. I mean, <clears throat> nobody had any questions as to whether James Harden and KD could play together. The questions were KD, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving. That's the question. So that win, I don't know if that happens if Kyrie's on the on the floor. I don't know. Maybe it does, but I, I'm I'm not too sure. Um, Toby, Oli, whoever wants to take this one first. Kyrie, having seen how good Harden and um, having seen how good Car- Harden and KD were. This might sound outrageous, but do you think Kyrie in general is an addition or a subtraction to the overall effectiveness of the team? Oh, we, if you get if you got a player like Kyrie, the only way it's it's, it's an addition in it's, it's got it's got to be with how you know he's one of the best ball ball dribblers in the league's ever seen. Um, I think literally, it's going to be. I think it's going to be some teething problems with Steve Nash and trying to fit Oof. or trying to fit the rotation and people's minutes. Cause I don't think, I think you can have the, I don't think they should have all three of them on the court for, you know, the majority of the game. I think, you know, probably the last four minutes of the game, chuck all three on. Um, yeah, but if you can get, if, if you can get, a, yeah, exactly. If you can get a rotation with two of them on the court at most times, yeah, you can figure you can figure the defense defense out later on because that team's going to score more more than you. Yeah, simple, simple as that, simple as that. Like Tobes, I don't know what, what you reckon. I mean, ultimately, it is as you literally found a three headed mythical monster to describe them. Like, but in terms yeah. of effectiveness, your, yeah. with your basketball hat on, is it a subtraction or addition when you add Kyrie into that mix? No, it's an, it's an addition. It's an addition. Like we we've only had one sample size, and, and it wasn't a loss to my boys, the Cavs. But um, they all put up their numbers, and they all um, looked amazing doing so. Um, like some of the some of the movement, like as a defense, you must like crap yourself. You see that Nothing you see this ball fizzing around, and you're like, oh my god, there's three of like the best scorers on the planet Ever. to go to. Ever. And if it's and if it's not them. It's Joe Harris, who's absolute killer from from free. That team offensively is 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 terrifying. I think it's not a subtraction, but I think like 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 Ollie alluded to, what Nash is going to get have to get out of them, and 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 this is where him being a guard can help. Is talk to the two guards because all of this is dependent on them too. For me, KD is the Swiss Army knife. He can play yeah, yeah. Uh, with any of them at any time. Or all three of them. Like yeah, he's not the issue. The issue is how do you do that guard play? And I think from the sample size we saw and the attitude we've seen from uh, James Harden is uh, he should be rerunning the point sort of thing and uh, get Kyrie going. But then obviously they can interchange. But I think if you're going to go in one direction, let James Harden get those assists. He's leading. His, he's leading yeah, the league in this right now with eleven. Um, but yeah, that's. I think. There'll be TV problems, but it's definitely an addition, no subtraction here. Yeah, we're we're going to go into more detail on the on the Nets, so stay tuned. Some interesting statistics about the Big Freeze debut versus Cleveland. We're going to go into that, but first, here comes the money. <laughs> here we go. Money Always the best part. Ah, <laughs> oh, love the song so much. Shout out to the Donnery. Shout out to Shane McMahon. You know what this music means. <laughs> Get everyone buzzing off it. <laughs> you know what this music means. It means the trade block. lot to discuss today. Hot takes coming straight out the oven. 
before we get into it, just to remind you guys, listen, get in touch. I've told you guys already. Pick up your phones quickly. It's a little phone break. Type in this number. 07379481528. That is the hoop call. Drop us a text whenever you want. A voice note, a WhatsApp, a voicemail, whatever, yeah? you got a take if you've got a question, and we'll holler back at you. Otherwise, follow us at The Hoop Call on socials and podcast at thehoopcall.com for your emails. Now, the trade block. This is where we talk trades, hypothetical trades. Gives us a chance to analyze some teams as well and see how they're going. We don't know what the trades are. Well, I don't know what the trades are, obviously. I normally let the boys bring one to the table unless i got something urgent to say. And... Toby and Ollie have got trades for us today. So I'm going to start with Tobes. Tobes, I believe, is taking us to the city of brotherly love. Let's welcome Tobes to the trade block. <laughs> there you are. The applause is growing louder. Okay, Tobes, what you got for us today? You're taking us to the city of brotherly love. What do you think of Philly anyway? Just give us your general, your feelings, what's in your bones. Set the scene, set the scene. Well, <clears throat> Interesting year for Philly. They've obviously been in the been in the press, in our, been in our lives for a lot of the season already so far. Uh, a lot of off-season moves. They brought in Doc Rivers. Um, he's doing quite a stellar job, actually, um, in terms of helping them mature as a team. They are still relatively young and also uh, getting results. As, as we said at the beginning, they're top of the uh, conference. So everything looks like it's going quite well so far. Um, my biggest grievance and biggest concern for them as has been the story of their life for a long time, is health. Joel Embiid is cooking. The man is a monster. Um, Quite clearly, he is the leader of this team and he's putting them on their shoulders and and posting them up and carrying them to the the top of the uh, conference league. So um, they're looking real good. That, that um, surprises and that did surprise me actually. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. Like, like and it, and Embiid no looks antics. like a proper leader. Like, yeah, yeah, there's no antics this year. I mean, I guess that comes from when there's more interaction with the crowds and stuff like that. But he's quite quiet on social media. It seems like he's just head down, he's taking it all quite seriously. So, um, I think he's 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 doing a good job there. Um, another really underrated thing is uh, they got this backup point guard, uh, Shake Milton. He, he can throw a lot of shakes on everyone. He's, he's, he's <laughs> dropping, he dropping some good points. They've obviously got the rookie Tyrese Maxey. Everything's looking looking pretty nice. But you, you you're all wondering why is he not mentioned? Uh, you know, why is he not mentioned one certain player? One one B. And I'm afraid, ladies Wait. and gentlemen, I've, I've oh oh. I know what you're gonna say. You know what? Okay, you're go right go. Right. You know what? I want you to go. I want you to go. I want you to go. I want, I want you to go. let it out. Let it out, and then we can right. discuss it. Just, just get the elephant, elephant in the room. Mr. Simmons, Mr. Simmons, Mr. Simmons. Now, oh, I hope come on, applause. Where's the? That's horrible. That's horrible from the fans. Okay, I'm sure our listeners are wondering. Didn't the doc drop some crazy, crazy, crazy uh, bet the other day about Ben Simmons making 10 frees? Everyone saw the air balls. Everyone saw that this guy can still not shoot. Yeah, yeah. Feel that heat. Feel that heat. And I think (sighs) what we realize is, given everything I've said thus far, if Joel Embiid is not healthy, then this, this, this train, this, this momentum that Philly has with even Tobias Harris playing well, 
Tyrese, uh, sorry, uh, Tyrese Maxi playing well. You know, their, their roles are all fit in well. They can only go so far. The contingency plan. Okay, right. Hold you there, K Doc. You heard what Toby has to say, and I see where this is going. I don't. We, as I said, we. Gen- I generally do not know where this trade is heading, but we know Big Ben seems to be not in Toby's good books. Let's just say GM Toby's got his GM hat on today. But I know that you you like this Philly team. You had issues with Ben Simmons, but you did like this Philly team. Are you, if you're if you're G, to, the Toby, if you if you're the GM Toby, are you pulling the trigger? Are you um, not until I gauge what they're going to do in the in the playoffs and how they get eliminated. Yo, you I think wait. that those. You're not I think, <laughs> You're waiting to see how they get eliminated. That's the so disrespectful. That's horrible. That's funny, though. That's funny. I don't think they're going to come out of the East. That's that's what I'm trying to say. Okay, but you want to see the way they get yeah, eliminated. I want to see the way, and I want to see the performances um, of of um, of Ben Simmons. I do like him as a player, but again, he's a superstar with limitations. So, um, no, I'd wait until the off season okay. and see. And see what the lay of the land is personally. Okay, I think right. it's a bit too early. Even if it's at the trade deadline, I think it's a little bit too early to kind of say, "Yeah, Ben, get, get out of here." Well, uh, um, Toby, I agree with you in the sense I don't think it's ever too early for a trade. You know my views on potential. You know my views on X, Y, and Z. It's never too early for a trade, Toby. I'm going to support you, Ollie. You're a big fan of Ben Simmons. Have you got anything to say before Toby reveals the trade? I am a massive fan of Ben Simmons, but it's been hard this season to try and try and back him up. I think he, he does get a lot of hate and one uh, massively, un, you know, um, one one attribute he's massively underrated on is his is his defense. So is I think he may he's getting to a point where he may you know we've we've already said you know you wouldn't reinvent the wall, but maybe it's time. It's, it's getting new wheels, getting new tyres. Getting new wheels, yeah. <laughs> All right, okay. Well, Tobes, you seem to have some support. You seem to have some support. Um, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna green light the trade. What do you reckon? What you got for us? What you got? Give me, give me, give me something. Give me something. All right, right, gents, right, gents. So, uh, my other party in this uh, little, this little switch that we're doing are. <laughs> Are the Washington Wizards? Oh my! Yes. Okay, oh, okay. So we're, we're, we're sticking east. We're sticking east. No, no, okay. And, uh, this is this is a franchise in disarray. The uh, the the Westbrook Bill partnership is proving Trash. to be a bit of a misfire. The guy's showing his age and picking up injuries and staying out. Bill is balling right now. Yeah, leading the league in thirty four with thirty four points a game. So he's still cooking offensively, and that's why he's the main subject in my trade. So. I have Ben Simmons, Matisse okay, Tybal, well, two first two first round picks for Bradley Bill from the Washington Wizards. And okay, okay, and that no, works. And two first round picks, and that works. Okay, so that's a also uh, yeah, it works. It works. Um, and yeah, yeah, and uh, I'd pull the trigger. Okay, I'd pull the, definitely the trigger because Joel Joel Embiid is an old school big man, and by that it means. Put, pair him with a really dominant guard, and it can work. That's why James Harden he got a lot of a lot of momentum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. James Harden, Embiid would have worked perfectly. And if you can't get James Harden, Bradley Bill is not a second bet, um, not a bad 
second per- place to get him. Yeah, agreed. Uh, he can he can assist. He's underrated. You put him in a defensive scheme in Philadelphia, and it's not that he won't it won't it won't unearth anything. He'll try. So the wizard the Wizards are bad defensively as a team. Anyway. Yeah, it's a so, team thing. As a team thing. So if you come to the river, uh, come to Doc Rivers' system, and you're signed by a team that like to defend naturally anyway, then you'll be all right. And then you've got. You've got an insurance policy again, and we like to talk insurance. We like to talk credit on this rate on this podcast. <laughs> when Joel Embiid has to ice his knees or he gets injuries, because the man cannot do four seasons. We've already seen that, and I don't think he ever will. Bradley Bill can, and he will keep your team relevant in the playoffs. And we've seen the Eastern Conference rate ratings are going rankings are going to matter because it's a dogfight. I know. Right, okay. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a swish. I think that's a good trade. I think that's a good trade. I think my issue with Ben Simmons is that I think he's too limited a scorer. Um, and if you look at his advanced stats as a PG, like if he was just like an unreal point god, like CP3 level, you know, win shares and assisted to like just mad, then okay, fine. But he's like a very good point guard and like not a great scorer. And I think you, you need someone who can put the ball in the hoop from the perimeter. It's like, okay, there's Seth Curry, but I'm not sure that's quite the the level that's going to win you a chip. So I think if you can get an elite scorer alongside Embiid, I think you make I think you make that trade. I think it brings you I think the question is, is it bring you closer to a championship? And I think yes. Um Ollie, I can see your face. You're kind of screwing. Is this are you are you giving that are you gonna give him a a swish if or are you I'm, not? If I'm if I'm Philly, um obviously he's massively favourite towards Philly. But at the Wizards, see what you got: Westbrook <laughs> and Simmons playing the front court. You ain't got you got the you ain't got the splash bros. You got the you got the brick bros <laughs> at the front. So court. many bricks. But I mean, so come on, man. who's you got? No, what? Bertans. But the Wizards. But the Wizards are irrelevant anyway, and they could probably they, they then, are irrelevant. They could probably then the flip Wizards. flip Westbrook. Yeah, if I was if I was the Wizards, I wouldn't. Unless they're just plan to flip it again and just yeah. blow the whole thing up. Yeah, which I think I think that's the way they they're going to do that anyway. Westbrook won't be there next season. Um, the James Harden saga, do you think that it kind of, and Philly's willingness to give up Ben Simmons, yeah. do you think that the league has seen him a bit differently now? Because I think before... Not they to thought, say he was untouchable, but I don't think anyone really... Nah, K-Dot, before they were calling him the Fresh Prince. They're saying, oh, King James and the Fresh Prince. Oh, he's, he's just he's just a jumper <laughs> well, away. <laughs> that that yeah, jumper yeah, never so came. Do you think that, that kind of... Uh, James Harden has kind of taken the sheen off him a little bit. And... Yeah, I agree. Yeah, 100%. He's tainted. He's tainted now. And, and, and the organisation have basically told you that you're tradable. That's it. Yeah. That's we... It's lingering forevermore so um often that's and, and Kado, your your point your point about what seeing in the playoffs the one thing about my trade there i do think is that philly actually match up really well with the nets from a defensive standpoint yeah, 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 100%. so they losing tybo and the... simmons who who could guard kyrie and harden and kd well, is, is a bit of a is a bit of a thing but at, ultimately in the playoffs you need people who can make shots Right, so it's, for all that defense, all that defense that they'll be closing when guys, <laughs> eventually Harden and that score, who can score on the Philly? Who can score for Philly? That's okay, where guys. Bradley Bill will be a great addition to Embiid. I completely and agree, outside and inside. Completely agree with Toby on this. Um, I'm gonna put on the IG at one point, hopefully, with an audiogram of this audio, just the shot map for Ben Simmons. It is 
ridiculous. He literally, there's about, I can't even, you can't even, just just look at it. Okay, I'm going to post a comparison between KD's and Ben Simmons. And you're going to be like, huh? And you'll see why Toby's saying, listen, we, you need people that can get shots and score in crunch situations. Um, offense outweighs defense in basketball, just is what it is. Ollie, you had a trade for us. Give us I one. Give, give, give us one. Give us one to close out the segment. This is a team involving like, the, the, the talk about team at the moment, the Brooklyn Nets, and this is, is a little a lot of if and if and buts. Okay. But, um, so you've, so you've used a trade machine and this works. I've used a trade machine. This does work. Okay, go. Um, go on, I'm actually buzzing. I love the so trade machine. I said, the instance. I said I'm, I'm a big advocate of um, Kyrie staying on the team, seeing how it works. But let's say he, uh, I don't know, he he blows off and doesn't want to be on the team. He wants his own team again, like when he left Cleveland. And so I was having, I've floated around on on, oh on the, the internet just to, see, just to see a team like who's who's quite who hasn't been relevant for all, since 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 the nineties. You're not and sending since, to the Kings, are you? <laughs> no, and it's, no, since since Air Jordan, the goat, the Chicago, and Ooh, you know a team has been you know, okay. not, not too relevant. As I said, this has this has worked, and I kind of weighed weighed up. You know, Chicago, you know, they've got Zach Levine, they could, you know, with another star, that would be great. Uh, and Brooklyn, even watching them the other night against against the Bucks, so there was one thing everyone knew that they needed was height and height and defence. DJ is unplayable in the third quarter. They need, you know, they can't have Harden and KD playing 40 minutes a night as well. So, <laughs> so, so, who, so who you said, okay, so you're, you're saying, so let's just, let's just, yeah. Okay. This so, is, so okay. hold on. So, so let's just let's just make this clear for the listeners. Yeah. So Ollie is suggesting the Nets ship Kyrie Irving to the Chicago Bulls. Correct. So he's yeah. It's all hypothetically speaking. But he's got a trade that massive, works. This is a trade that works. Okay. Yes. Tell us. Tell us. Tell us. Tell us. Okay. Um. So this involves Kyrie Irving going to Chicago. Nothing else. Nothing more. Chicago. Uh, Chicago trade. Thaddeus Young. Okay. When, when Wendell Carter Jr. Thomas Sadaranks, Thomas Sadaranski, two thousand one, two thousand twenty three, and two thousand twenty six first round picks. Wait, two thousand and one, no, two thousand and what? Two thousand twenty one. Two thousand twenty two. Sorry. So they're so they're sending their picks as well. So those will be half decent picks for Brooklyn. Yeah. But what do you think that adds to Brooklyn? What just depth, defense, yeah. bodies, length, length, and Thaddeus Young, Wendell Carter Jr., Thomas Sadaranski is a long uh, defensive point guard. So. I think it's it said your massive massive vocal point obviously is going to be Katie and Harden, but I don't see they need they need defense and they need someone else. They who really can come do. In. They they really really do need that. As as I said, it's uh, it's a massive if ifs and buts, but right. I think it's a, a okay. nice trade. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to give it a swish because I like that it's well thought out. And I think it, it's controversial, but I think it improves Brooklyn. But my only my only pushback is I think they could get more for Kyrie. They could get better for Kyrie if you were going to do a trade. It'd have to be a certain thing where Kyrie's like, no, I, like I want to I want to chase the ghost in Chicago. Like send me there, and then we find the best deal for some reason. As opposed to that's the best deal that Nets could get. So I'll give I will give it a swish because as I said it's well for out, but. I couldn't see that. I don't know if anyone's got any views before I just bring something up about um, Philly. You, you, Toby, you like you like you like Shartown. 
Kobe yeah, White stays, I think, yeah? I think it... I, <laughs> yeah, Kobe White. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a creative trade. Very creative, isn't it? And I think Oli's taken the uh, logical approach of... It's, does it, it solves both teams' issues, right? Uh, we know, like like he said, the Nets have a a, a, a big man rotation defensive yeah, yeah. issue. Yeah. Uh, do they pull the trigger? That's the main thing, isn't it? It's like what we started with the segment of the, the Nets in general. Like, do you want to blow it up yet? That that free-headed, uh, that free-headed beast in Nets. That's that's the only thing that was scratched. I mean, a lot of people will be like, blasphemy, blasphemy. Uh, but um, <laughs> it does address both. Go into the, the balls the other way, makes them, you know, brings back some more relevance for them, does give them, yeah, more aggro. Um, it's another young team that, uh, do you want Kyrie to lead that? I don't know, but Kyrie Levine backcourt, man, that's that's pretty that's pretty firepower. Salute, itself, salute, so. salute. So, uh, yeah, it could be it could be interesting. So, um, I think Chicago would be a playoff team with those two with that firepower. But um, but yeah, we'll see. Now, just before we move on to our next segment, um, I know K dot K dot definitely has something to say about Ben Simmons. I'm going to throw this to you, and then you can link it to what you were thinking. Surprise, no one here has said. Ben Simmons for Kyrie, if we could make that work. I think both teams stand to benefit. Why give me a look, Ollie? For why give me a look? Both teams benefit from that though, because you get a, you get a, you get a point guard who's. Oh, Ollie, Ollie, you agree? Yeah, no, I, I no, I actually, I'm laughing because I, I do agree. I actually had it on. Had it on my other oh, trade, mate. mate you, you should you should have dropped a full on bomb, yeah. Because I think both teams benefit from that. Surely, I think I think both like if they did that deal today and said, okay, we'll see you in, we'll see you in the conference finals. It, I think it'd be a genuine toss up. Um, I had I had Kyrie Simmons, Tyrese Maxey, and a first round pick for Kyrie. Uh, you don't think you don't think they can get a straight swap? Uh, no, financially no, no, it couldn't no. work anyway. But yeah, I, I think that would benefit, and especially Ben Simmons is young. As well, I it would yeah, it would work. It would work from the, on the on the train machine. Yeah, so so yeah, I think that, that's a that's I think that's a hat take straight from the hoop call. Karim, you had one or two things to say just about Ben Simmons in general. What are your thoughts? You know, it was uh, just interesting. Um, I was uh, listening to Robert Horry, and he was sort of talking about um, he was told by the GM at the time that he was going to get traded to Houston, and um, the trade fell through. And he was sort of talking about how that gave him the, the impetus to sort of perform better. What, Ben, what, ben Simmons? Uh, no, uh, Robert Horry. Oh, so when he it. was a player? Yeah, when he was a player, yeah. Oh, so okay, I got you. He said that he was going to get traded to Houston. And actually, he gave him a sort of a fire in his belly to go out there and, and sort of work on his craft and sort of uh, weaknesses. Yeah, so I'm just wondering whether, whether you, do you guys think that the same thing could happen to Ben Simmons? And actually, because probably pre the James Harden saga, he kind of thought himself of as the man in Philly. Do you think that this could potentially give him um, an added, uh, let's say, incentive, but an added? Um, I got an uh, answer. I got an answer for you. I got. An, I got. I got an answer for you to kind of improve because uh, I think that uh, wait, you know wait, wait, wait. you're seen as disposable now. And okay, and I got. Actually, I got one for you. Hell no. No, no, no. Stephen A again, say it louder. All right, Stephen A, calm down, listen. No, I mean, he, he, shouldn't ha- he shouldn't need any motivation. What more motivation does he need to improve, bro? I don't, I don't know if I'm being harsh, but 
Like, uh, what, what, am I, what am I missing here? Like, he had the t- people were saying you are the new LeBron. All you need is a jump shot. If you actually look at his game, all he needs is to have a bit more variety in his shot in his shots, and he hasn't improved. If you look at his usage rate, his PER, it's been flux. I think it's been going down each year for the last two years. You know what I mean? Like this year, his PER is fifteen. So his player efficiency rating for those listening, um, that's like a general stat that that's quite quite encompassing in terms of your attacking efficiency. It's weighted towards towards offense. But if I give you the context that I think KD's got the highest PR in the league at this moment, I think him or Jokic, um, and they're MVP candidates, and the average PER is about 15. Ben Simmons' PER is 15.3. It's not good enough, mate. And I, I, I don't, I don't understand what what he more he needs to to get it through his head that he needs to, to be able to score the ball more effectively. It's just, it's anyone can see it. So that's 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 my that's my view. That's my view. I don't know if any if anyone thinks that he needs more motivate. This could spur him on. I'm interested to see your to hear your thoughts because Kado, that's what you that's what you think that or are you yeah, just sort yeah. of putting it out there. I think. He was comfortable doing what he was doing in Philly. They were getting to the playoffs. They're getting bounced. Um, but now <laughs> it's a shock. Now it's a shock to the, you know it's a shock. It's a shock to the system that oh actually they were actually talking about me or, or moving me. You know. Um, I'll, 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 look, I'll, okay, look, I'll come and I'll come and play advocate for you. Right. It may not be in the sense that he gets a shot, but what it might be is that he goes beast mode. Mm-hmm. Right at the things he's good at. Yeah, so yeah, why not? Why take. not go and be the best player of the year? Why not go and actually crack the triple double and get your shoot, your points? Yeah, up? yeah, that's a great he, take. Again, he's a special special player. He's averaging twelve nine eight. Not many players in the league can do that with like two steals and two blocks, etc. Like he is an all rounded absolute asset, and most coaches would love to have him. But I think what he should do is if he can't do the shooting, and it's it's, it's his fifth year in the league. He's 2016 draft class so you, by now you're going to get some indication of pr- improvement it's not happening at, at the at the pace people want it to so just go out there and just dominate truly at the things you're good at and i think that's that will appease people and that will just be like probably good for him and for the for the league i think that's true and actually karim the way toby's added to your point as as has probably convinced me that he can do that at least maybe if he can go beast at what he's good at Maybe he can he can make, make take himself to the next level, but he's got to improve. Like you know, if you're gonna, if you're gonna be his post, like he should just have a disgusting post game. If you're gonna, if that's what you're gonna do, be doing in the paint, you know what I mean, if you're gonna do that, be a Jokic man, be a be a, you know, he's big, he's six foot ten, he's kind of like bigish man. Um, so yeah, I agree, I, I agree. I think that's a, I think that's a good point. And Karim, I'm I'm really interested to see if that if that happens. You. I gotta say, like me and you, we always go back and forth, but you tend to be right on a lot of things. I, I'll, I'll, say, I'll say that you were definitely right on the Brooklyn trade. So you, yeah, so I'll give you that. Right. Oh. Do, 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 do. Yes. Right. Okay. That music brings us to Pandora's box score. Now this is the section where we look at the box score, so from the so the stats from individual players or teams, and really use that basically as an opportunity to to, to overreact and to analyze and see what we can gain 
from those numbers, basically. So if you didn't know, firstly, you live under a rock. But secondly, just to remind you, the big three in Brooklyn played together for the first time last night against the Cleveland Cavaliers. They lost. They lost. Let me get this. Let me get the stats up. I, I have I have it prepared somewhere. The Brooklyn Nets lost the Cleveland Cavaliers in double overtime, 147 to 135. And I think that in and of itself is an interesting statistic. But but let's let's break this down, okay? So I think you guys can all agree with me. The biggest question is how can James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant play together? Who's going to take less shots? Who's going to have less time on the ball? Um, you guys, you guys had a look. At, you guys had a look at the box score. I'm sure everyone woke up this morning and had a good look at, at everything. Um, I'm going to address two questions. Firstly, their offense. Um, looking at how KD, Harden, Kyrie play together, and then the defense because they did let up 147 points and were torched by Colin Sexton. Now, let's just have a quick look here. Just in terms of raw numbers, KD dropped 38, Kyrie dropped 37, and James Harden got 20, dropped 21. The good thing as well is that all the players seem to be able to stay in relative rhythm. Um, you know, you can see the field goal percentage. KD's 48% is a tick down on his season average of 54. But Kyrie shooting 54% from the field, and James Harden, you know, 42%, which is around his career average. So, you know, no one's sort of stepping out of rhythm and, and dropping off from that point of view. Even the role players, you know, it's good to it's good to see some of them ready to take their shots when presented to them. Jeff Green, four for seven from the three-point line. So I think the, the offense is clearly ticking. A couple of things stood out to me. Firstly, Joe Harris, he went two for ten, including two for seven from three, and he is a big-time three-point shooter. And you wonder if the the drop off in field goal attempts and sitting around watching is gonna might affect the way he um, the way he plays. But but gents, this is what I want to bring you guys in on. James Harden, twenty one points, ten assists, twenty one points, ten rebounds, twelve assists. James Harden shot the ball only fourteen times. My question is. Is this a sign of things to come, or do you think they were just letting Kyrie steal the show on his return to sort of the lineup on his return to Cleveland? And secondly, I suppose the question is offensively, we'll talk about the defense separately. Offensively, do you think this is a winning formula? Do you think this is how it should be? So, hard Kyrie taking the most shots, KD kind of doing what he does, and Harden being the facilitator taking less shots what do you reckon uh for me i think so um uh, kd doesn't need the touches to get his bag he'll average 30 in his sleep and when you need him to he'll go and get you 50 uh <laughs> yeah we need yeah there's, agreed there's nothing more entertaining than letting Kyrie cook so for the sake of the league and the fans I want to see Kyrie put up 20 because they're going to be a fun 20. You know what I mean? Yeah. None of his baskets are just easy and quick. And uh, lastly, I actually, I've actually, I mean, we know, we've known James Harden as an elite scorer. One of the best scorers the league has ever seen. I'm, 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 I'm really mesmerized to see if his metamorphosis, his transformation as a, as a, as a guard <laughs> could be, could be to a new pass first, 
god you know what i mean like he's always been able to do it he puts up insane triple doubles he led his he's led his team in assists for ages but they've always played a backpedal to his scoring ability him coming to nets is a new chapter him running the offense that nets is could be a new chapter too so i'd like to see him do that and of course when they as and when they need him don't worry he'll go and get you back he'll go get you 30 40 yeah points. he will but yeah. i mean i just i'm i'll just surprised there ollie um i mean in fact, I'm going to go. I'm going to, going to go to you first, K. Dot, because again, you seem to be ahead of the curve. You said it was you who said James Harden is the one that needs to take the step back. He's he's coming in. He hasn't won the ring. He's got to be the Chris Bosh and let the other two cook. Seems like he heard you. So yeah, yeah what I, do you I think, think you no, know, no, he did. Um, I think um, a good indicator of him trying to be the primary facilitator is his turnovers. So he was getting, you know, uh, the last couple of games, he was getting, you know, nine and ten turnovers. That just shows to me that he's he's got his, it's his willingness to pass the ball uh, and and give it up to someone else and trying to run that that offense. Um, I think it's good that because he can do it and everyone knows that he can do it, and I think he he out of, out of the three of them, he seems like um, a he's the best passer of the three, and two. Um, uh, he's got he's got this, he's got the skill set to to go and do it. I think with Kyrie again, as I said um, in the previous pods, that he's a superstar, um, but he's a superstar Don't by getting it. the ball in the hole. Oh, I thought you were going to say um, limitations. He's not yeah. the great. <laughs> he's, not, he's not the greatest passer. So I think naturally um, that that's how it's going to be. I think that's how that's how they're, how they're going to have to run their offense yeah, I, for them I, to win. I, I agree. I think that's how it's gonna I think that's how it's gonna set up. I, I think that's how it's looking, to be honest. But Ollie, do you reckon do you reckon if you look at the shots, yeah, look let's look at just a number of shots. This is a very crude statistic I'm using, right? But just a number of shots. Uh where are we? Field goal attempts. James Harden fourteen. Kevin Durant twenty five. Kyrie Irving twenty eight. Do you think you think that's the recipe, or do you think maybe James Harden should go go up a tick? I thought James Harden would be closer to maybe eighteen. I thought Kyrie's would be closer to sort of twenty four and KD about twenty four a game, and then them trying to get Joe Harris involved because Joe Harris will always be free. <laughs> like literally, yeah. he will always be free. So yeah, when, no, I've, uh, it's it's quite it's very early. I said it was first game altogether. Yeah, yeah, yeah. still trying Good. to. I said I think he's going to be down to how they fix their rotation on who's coming in, who's going to take what shots. Ultimately, I think the first person who the ball should be in the hands of is Kevin Durant, first yeah. of all. Yep. Then, secondly, I think it should be James Harden. And thirdly, it should be Kyrie Irving. We Kyrie showed when he was in, when he was at his most effective, when he was at Cleveland, where he would have pockets of minutes during the game where he would just, just cook. He would just, just take cook. over. He yeah, would just, yeah. yeah, he would just take absolutely take over the game, and LeBron would be more than happy just to kind of you know ride that wave, let let him do what he wants to do. Will you know? Will James Harden want to do that? Would he let him not? He said at the end of the game, this one, he just he called for the ball, set 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 the ISO. Is that is is that a recipe for winning? Um, maybe not, but I think. I think they will. I think they will figure it out. I think 
offensively, you know, there's no there's no argument that they won't be able to get it together. It's, I think it's just, it'll be more on the on the defensive end because, you know, when KD was at um, yeah. Golden State, he was defensively he was he was great. Yeah, he was looking really good. But you know, coming off that Achilles injury, is he going to be as explosive on the defensive end? And at, at the moment, he's 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 putting in like silly minutes, and he's he, I don't is he gonna, is he his body going to be able to take that I, the whole I, season? I I agree, but you know what? I I almost don't want to say anything about it anymore because. Katie's made a mockery of medical science. Like, he looks better. He looks better. I remember, you know, I'll, I will do a video about Doc Neary, the channel about it, just going into the stats and why he's just literally defied medical science. But remember at the time I said PER-wise, he's going to come in about DeMar DeRozan's level. That looks like a horrible take. That is a horrendous take. One of the worst takes made in my lifetime. So, you know, many apologies. We're embarrassed about that. But it takes a man to say he's wrong. Anyway, Let's talk about their defense because we talk about their offense and this and that and rah, rah, rah. This wasn't a recipe for victory. They lost and they gave up almost 150 points and they were cooked by Cavs player Colin Sexton. They were cooked. So, Do you know who they could have done with on their team? A guy called Jarrett Allen. Jarrett, yeah, Jarrett Allen bald as well. <laughs> they could have used a defensive guy like him, maybe. Yeah. So, yeah, the Brooklyn Nets lost. They gave up 150 points almost. Ch- Chetty Osman <laughs> hit him for 25, 7 and 7. He shooting 53% from the field. Um, I mean, that does raise a few alarms. So let's look, let's look at them defensively. I, f- I found this interesting because if you actually look at their defensive counting numbers, they weren't that bad. KD, four blocks. Yeah. Kyrie, three blocks himself. Harden, a um, couple of steals as well. You know, they, they, they hustled at least. You know, the hustle stats were, were okay. Let's look at the team comparisons, okay? So just simple things, simple counting numbers. Brooklyn actually got more rebounds, more blocks. Um, they forced pretty much the same number of turnovers, um, you know, 16 to 15. So th- those kind of raw counting numbers, hustle stats, show that they were trying, right? But so, Kato, I'm gonna just, I'm just gonna throw this to you because you know you're, you're known as a professor. Just explain briefly to people the, the 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 essence of defending in basketball because you must be thinking, okay, their rebounds are pretty much similar. They were forcing the same amount of turnovers, turnovers, steals, and blocks. You know, they're hustling, they're defending, right? But there's another aspect, and it's just it's just basically being able to kind of shut down a possession, get a stop in some way. Um, and and that's a bit harder to comprehend, and that's that's going to be Brooklyn's problem. So maybe just concisely, just explain, you know, in your own words, what what you reckon. I think effort. I think you encapsulated what you what, what defense is um, well. I think it's about effort and consistency, and having a defensive scheme that um, masks some of your players' deficiencies. I think um, looking at that, we do have to credit Colin Sexton. He played out of his mind. Yeah. He was amazing. He was shooting tough shots over Kyrie. Um and there's and there's no defensive scheme that's going to um shut down when you're just making shut shots down, and you're in down, that zone. Shut down Colin uh, Sexton. Unguardable was he? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, but fundamentally this is always going to be a problem for them. They don't have the the height um 
they only have one center um on their team and they need to sort of get someone off the street. Like I think Joakim Noah's out there somewhere. <laughs> so <laughs> they need, yeah, they need. Oh, Joakim, I feel, is Joakim Noah going to get another two million pounds dollars this year? <laughs> These vet minimums, uh, man. <laughs> exactly. There's someone out there somewhere. There's someone out there somewhere. But but no, it really is about effort and being consistent. Okay. Um, um, and, so, and again, as you said, there are the defensive stats are. There isn't a difficult a to. Metric, there isn't a metric to. to um, to quantify effort, yeah, so yeah. I think that it was, it was very much down to the consistently how how much effort they're putting in, um, especially in the first OT and the second OT, and when are they picking and choosing when they're going to be good defenders or average defenders and when they're not. And I think it's not. It's a, and some some teams, unfortunately, some players actually they take possessions off. So yeah, Karim, sorry to sorry to interrupt you there. Um, but I just want to bounce this off to Tobe. Tobes, if you look at um, if you look at the Cavaliers' offensive stats now, okay, they shot fifty one percent from the field. They shot fifty percent from three point range, and it just shows what Karim was saying about a lot of it is not taking possessions off, hustling, making them waste the shot clock, m- making them take bad shots getting in their faces, making them miss. It's difficult in terms of metrics to kind of put that on paper. But I think that shows you if a team can shoot 50% from the from the three-point line, then your defence wasn't great. Tobes, my simple question is, can this be fixed? If, say, say if they keep their roster as it is, can this actually be fixed? I'm, I'm not convinced personally. <clears throat> so uh, the thing about this team, right, is... They've got quick hands, uh, and by that I mean they. James Harden's got a bad rep. Kyrie's maybe got not the best rep, but they, they, they've got high basketball IQ. And um, by quick hands is they get a lot of steals and deflections. Uh, when I look at that box score itself, from their big three, James Harden got two steals and one blocked attempt. KD got one steal and four blocks and one blocked attempt, and Kyrie got one steal. And believe it or not, three blocks. Okay, so this these this team, the stars can engage and put defense. But. Going a bit deeper down the roster, right? You got Timothy Luwalu Cabarro. Love saying that name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's a he's a he's a he's a, a guard player. They got him uh, from Philly. Who's and he was in the in the draft. And his whole personnel is that he's a he's a he's a more of a free and D kind of guy. Um, he too played, got two steals, and then you got some really rogue players like Bruce Brown and and Reggie Perry. And Reggie Perry got four blocked attempts. And and I, I no one will know these names. All right, nope. I, I consider us as basketball geeks, and we barely know these names, right? But with the roster you have right now, all the gloss and offense, you know that's with the boys. So if I'm on the end of that bench, I know that I'm making my bread. I'm making my name now by coming in and being scrappy. I think. The, the stars themselves know that the the league are watching them from a from a offensive point. If the Cavs can drop one forty seven in overtime, double overtime, uh, it is double overtime, so it correlates. Okay, um, people will know they can score against you. Um, can it be fixed? I think it can, it, and then it can be fixed in, this, in enough sense to not trade off and deplete, not harm harm them too much. They're never going to be a, def- a late elite defensive team with who they have right now, but it, I think it can be fixed to an, to a degree they won't harm them in the same light okay Ollie. feeding off that 
look down the line, okay, because, you know, you've got a lot of knowledge just of a lot of players and, and systems. In terms of offensively, in the playoffs, what system or player will cause this Nets team the most issues? So Toby said, you know, they've got quick hands and they can engage. But I think we will all agree that they're not natural defenders. They don't love it. They don't, you know, they're not like a Drew Holiday who just gets off or Patrick Beverly who just gets off on getting in a player's face and making them miss and making them have a crap shot or forcing a turnover or whatever. So when push comes to shove, when the game slowed down, it's half-court offense, it's sets, it's concentration. What, what team or player do you think, you know what, that, that's, that's going to cause the Nets a problem? I was actually thinking about this earlier, actually. Um, it's like, funny enough. It's like if if it does get to a situation where it's the Nets versus this team, which I don't think it will be, um, the team that I think that will cause the most trouble is actually the Lakers with really? with AD. Their pick and roll, like they said, the Lakers pick and roll last year was just a, a an unstoppable thing. So, so offensively, if, yeah. If, if, if offensively. If, Le, if LeBron gets a, gets his switch, if AD gets his switch, they're done. No one, on, no one on that Nets team is stopping them two, and that's a that's a fact. Unless they bring in someone, which is a big ask. If don't get me wrong, I know AD, AD and LeBron are, you know, two of the greatest duos in NBA history. But that that pick and roll with with they said with the, with the length and the power, no nothing, chance. Nothing you can do. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd probably, yeah, the way you've put that, actually, I'd probably agree. I don't know if anyone's got any thoughts. Karim, I saw your, your, I saw a little glint in your eyes just before we move on. You know what, actually, I'm going full circle. I actually think if they go for your trade, uh, Toby, uh, Philly, uh, and get Bradley Bill and Joel Embiid, like they could cause them... <laughs> Some issues, couldn't they? No, they, no it's true. I, I, I take your point. That actually, they have the same problem. I, I mean, of course, Bradley Bill's not. Um, he's not LeBron, but I think that yeah, they could they could take a series to seven. So you think Embiid? You think Embiid plus other? Yeah, could cause them or, or a, a legitimate scoring guard. Yeah. Yeah, well, so you don't. So no one thinks um, Boston. Uh, Boston uh, are sniffing around. No one thinks Milwaukee. Well, Jason, no yeah, one thinks Jason Tatum. I, I, I Milwaukee. I don't think Milwaukee are quaking in their boots. As I said, like they played them without Kyrie, but in terms of matchup, I could see that being the uh, Eastern Conference Finals, and it'd be interesting to see another one you should never sleep on, ever. Is the Miami Heat at full strength? Yeah. Honestly. Okay. Well, you know, you know where they are on my overrated meter, but I do. I I've they seen match playoff, up well, though. Yeah, they Bam, do match up Bam well. Can handle KD. Um, uh, Jimmy Jimmy Butler will take on Harden, Kyrie, and then insert X person next to him, and you never know. Spolstra gets creative. Well, I think they can take. I think they will make it a series. I don't think they'll necessarily get swept. Yeah, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I, I think that defense will be interested. I don't think it's as bad as everyone's saying it is. Oh, they can't do this. Can't do that. But they got holes. They got they got holes in that defense. And I think in the playoffs, good coaching can at least exploit that. Can at least make it a series. I, I don't think they're going to go full, full, full straight through the playoffs. But we'll wait. We'll get to the 
gentlemen. We'll we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Now what have we got? Oh let's pull up and talk about our weekly awards. Um we have Corim aka K dot doing the team of the week. And we got we got doing player of the week this week. Uh, Ollie stepped up. Ollie stepped up to do player of the week. Right, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um just while they're setting up to remind you guys, listen. At the hoop call on socials, podcast at the hoop call.com for our emails or number zero seven three seven nine four eight one five two eight. Save that in your phone. Anytime you have any thoughts about basketball, just drop us a text or go to our socials and it hit us up with a like. Always helps with the clouts. Now, I'm gonna who wants to go first? Who wants to go first? Who's feeling go first? No, 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 no one's, no one's hungry. No one's hungry for it. Right, you guys shook with your choices. Nah, no, I'm comfortable with mine. No, no, I'm, I'm always so Ollie first. Go on. Okay, yeah, fine. Sure, okay, we'll, I'll be happy. Okay, we'll put Ollie first. So Ollie is player of the week. Uh, Tobes, just give us, just give us a your contender. If you just, if you had to choose this week. Uh, so having like correlated it to how team success is going, um, but Zion Williamson's coming out of his shell. Um, it's good to see. I was a bit worried about him. He got a bit stagnant. Um, yeah, same. Remember, remember same this guy's same. meant to be the second coming, you know? Like yeah. that the hype was real. Um, so you know, he, I think he's been under the radar. Pelicans are struggling, but he's been beasting the last couple of games, like what we'd expect, like 30 and, and near and near 10 do- uh, rebounds. So um it's good to see him there. So I'm happy to see him um playing pretty well. Um other than that, it caught my eye. I I like to you know me, I like to Go away from the stars. I like to under, <laughs> those underrated people that just go about their business. Uh, another one of that is is and I dropped it earlier is Vucevic. Um, he's balling out. And and lastly, I'd like to give a shout out to Jeremy Grant uh, over at Pist- the Pistons. Again, he's really trying he's flopping, but he, he backed himself. He turned down that contract to Denver, backed himself, got a bigger one, and he's leading that team to the best of his capabilities. You know, with some good splits. So uh, still scoring well. So they're the ones now. I like that. I like that. Ollie, what would you like? Would you like countdown? Would you like so solid? Or would you like who wants to be a millionaire? Dealer's choice. Okay. When the beat drops there, okay. You ready? Right, there were some questions about this guy. At the beginning of the season, you know, was he going to be able to come back from such a horrific injury? You know, yeah. you probably might have a, an idea of who it's going to going to be. He's already proved that he's, you know, the best on a on a star-studded team twice now. You know, he goes by different names. He goes by the Durantula. He goes by the Slim Reaper. <laughs> My guy, Kevin Durant. Your guy. <laughs> oh, what guy about Bob? He's just balling out of his mind at the moment. Sorry about the delayed bomb, but definitely deserved. KD can't KD. deny him. He's, he's, that been, man. he's unstoppable force. Definitely have to do a doc in the arena video about him, just about his return. It's, it's unbelievable. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's 
just what he's doing, man. I think yeah. he's, I think he's averaging. He's well, he's, he's above his averages on in every department. In, in every department, his PRs I think like thirty two, thirty three, ridiculous. Is he the best player in the world? Ollie, I give it to Ollie. Sorry, it's your time. <laughs> I'm gonna say no, but I do think he's the second best player in the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd say he's the best player in the world at the moment, but it's one of those. Isn't it? It's it's one of those where it's like, where do you say it is? Because at the moment, if you if, you know. If, well, if LeBron goes super again, then you'll see it because LeBron's literally been cruising to, I think he's 24, 8 and 8 or something, 8 and 9. And, and he's literally been playing at like 40%. So we'll see. But he's, Kevin Durant, oh, I I love that take. He's been brilliant. KD, I'm going to put some respect on your name. Thank you, Birdman. Put some respect on my name. Yeah. You understand me? 100%. Y'all saying my name, yeah. put some respect on I will do. I will do. Um, please tweet us on the burner. We'll know it's you. <laughs> and um, and otherwise, thank you very much. K dot. So you're doing team of the week. I am. Let me let me give you my contenders because you know I've I've been watching people on on streaks. Um, it hurt me, but I've got to say, my big contender was was the Clippers. They're looking indomitable now. They're looking like just sick. Isn't that, I don't think there's, there's there's not that many other ways I can put it. They're just looking sick, looking like the the best team in basketball. Really balanced team, as you said, as we said earlier, moving the ball great. I think they've won five on the bounce at top of the Western Conference. And the best thing, what Ollie said was that they've just been quiet. They've been quiet. Been going about their business, um, shooting great numbers. So sorry if I've spoiled that for you, but um, for me, it's the Clippers. Now, what would you like? You can either hit up 21 seconds. Who wants to be a millionaire or countdown? Um, Dealer's choice. Okay. You ready? Go on. When the beat traps. So it's been a great run. Uh, by them, won six on the spin, and oh. beating the likes of the Bucks, Cavaliers, yeah. and the Nuggets the last last six games. Uh, my choice is the Utah Jazz. Now they're up there in the Western Conference. Some people argue that is the harder conference, uh, and they're rolling. They're th- they sit third in that division, um, and they don't have um, a super superstar by any stretch of the imagination. Um, no. Donovan Mitchell, Jordan, Jordan Mitchell's averaging 23 and a half points. Jordan Clarkson quietly averaging 17 points. Mike Conley's doing really well over there, averaging 16 points. Wow. Uh, Bojan Boganovic, 13.3 points. And Rudy Gobert's on 12 points per game. So I think that they really do uh, encapsulate what a team is. And yeah, uh, yeah, I, I like those numbers. Thanks, for, thanks for bringing this to my attention because you, you know, I've I've got some salt towards Utah. I don't really know why, so thanks for bringing that to my attention. I've always had issues with them offensively. I've always thought, uh you know, when you when your star players Rudy Gobert, it's just hard to really get super excited about them. You know, you know what I mean? Like it's just, it's like you know, it's like it's like your star players like Michael Keane or something in football. You'd be like, yeah, it's like yeah, he's a good player, but you know, so. So I really, I really like that. I like the fact they seem to be getting their offense together. It's, I'd love to see the deeper numbers in terms of Donovan's usage rate, his field goal attempts. But it seems like he's averaging maybe a tick less than normal. But other people seem to be getting involved. 
and it seems to be reaping benefits for them. Yeah. So I think um, Toby mentioned in a couple of pods. Yeah, uh, I'll bring it to you. A yeah. couple of pods ago that he uh, that actually this year is going to be um, the teams who have consistency um, yeah, from say. you know from year to year, and I think that shows that they haven't really lost anyone of note and. Quinn Snyder has been um, head coach for a couple of years now, so they're really in a groove and they really know how to sort of navigate the, the regular season. Um, and I think for any team who gets them, they're going to be a tough out. Um, and shout out Joe Ingles as well, you know, scrappy and they've got a really good bench. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, yeah, uh, yeah going to give you a swish there. I like that, really like that. And yeah, they've been playing well. Um, and as much as I, I I hate on them, inverted commas, I like teams that quietly go about their business. You know, I, you know, I like that. Um, so respect to them. For those who didn't know, Toby had Jordan Clarkson as his pick for sixth man of the year. So um, for those of you who didn't know, Toby had Jordan Clarkson as his pick for sixth man of the year. Now, Tobes, he's been doing well. What was it? 17 points a game. That's nice off the bench. What do you think of Utah? What do you think of what K Dot said? You think that you think they can? I don't think anyone thinks they can win it, but you think they can make some noise? Tough out. Or, what, what do you reckon? I, I, I think they can make some noise. I think they can make some noise. Uh, the West isn't. Uh, it's, it's looking scrappy, as we said. Like uh, it's no no assurance thing. I think you've got LA, both both LA teams out there, and then there's a big gap between the rest. And at the, to be honest, at the moment right now, it looks like Utah's stepping up to the plate yeah, so yeah. um yeah it's good Clarkson's doing doing bits for me yeah they're like letting him embrace that pure sick man literally <laughs> come on and shoot don't worry about anything else so it's looking good um and they have their spine they've got the big man they've got the guard and they've got very so- solid role players and like K dot said don't don't uh, disappreciate um Quinn Snyder Good, 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 solid coach doing good, solid things for a good, solid state. <laughs> I think good and solid is just so, it's so Utah, isn't it? They're just so like, um, what, what, who was our prime minister for a bit? The lady one. That oh, wasn't. Theresa May. May, strong and stable. Strong and stable. You know what I mean? He's just the woman one. I said the lady one, Oliver. I said the lady one, not the woman one. The lady. It wasn't sexist. It was just a way of, Differentiating her quickly. I actually wanted to say, like, I actually thought you were going to pick Gordon Brown, something like that. Uh, yeah, okay, you know, I'll, yeah, Gordon Brown's probably a good, good one. He was just very competent, wasn't he? But he, he didn't excite anyone. But listen, this is not a politics show. I do not want to get involved in politics. You know, our political affiliations are undisclosed. So, internet, just relax, okay? Just relax. So, we have Team of the Week, Utah Jazz, six wins on the bounce. Congratulations to them. And we have the player of the week who was the Durantula, Katie. Well done, well done, well done, well done, well done, well done, well done. Right. Again, don't please don't call me arrogant because what I'm saying is true. Jose, thank you. I think I'm a special one. Yes, I know. We all do. We all do. Now, Jose has brought us to our our now regular segment called The Best League in the World, where we we compare in some way the NBA and the Premier League, just for just just for our enjoyment and just to provide an education for those of you who are maybe 
football was your first sport, but you've got a sort of a interest in basketball. Now for this one, I'm trying something slightly different where I want to introduce slowly some football to basketball translations. Okay. Now, the best way of explaining this is just by jumping straight into it. So here we go. For those of you who want to know more detail regarding teams and stuff, I want to draw your attention to Manchester United Football Club. Now, you may be thinking, why am I bringing up Manchester United Football Club in a basketball podcast? Okay, give me five seconds. Give me, um, give me a few seconds and I'll explain. Now, Manchester United Football Club are a team with a distinguished history. Very, very distinguished history. We can't deny that. Huge fan base. Out in the cold. And they've also had a period of rebuilding, have some young stars, and they're kind of in the mix for the title, but probably aren't favourites, probably won't win it. But mm, they kind of could. They've also had terrible, terrible fortune in the transfer window and, and really underperformed in that aspect. Now, can you guys think of a basketball team franchise that mirrors that, mirrors that story in some way? You're really thinking. I like this. I like that I've got you guys thinking. Ollie, you go first then. A team that big history, rebuilding, probably underperformed, underperformed in the transfer window, but with young players are half decent now. Oh God, that's a that's a hard one. Um, I would have, yeah. You had the Celtics, you know. You got the you got the Pogba and the and the Jason Tatum in the in the young star. Um, I, don't, I don't know. To be fair, I need to I need to think on this one. To be fair. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. So, okay. And uh, K dot. You're on mute, my friend. And K dot. I would say. Boston, actually, um, historical franchise of the parquet floor, um, those iconic jerseys, etc. They, um, yeah, I think in the you know in the eighties that they were nip and tuck with the Lakers in relation to uh, national international sphere of, of things. And they've, for the last, I don't know, I'd say 15, 20 years, they've tried to ascend into relevancy. I think that, as um, Oli said, they have, a young, they have young stars. Um, they've had a bit of, they were a bit unlucky with the Kyrie Irving situation when, you know, where they traded for him. And oh. he didn't really work out on that particular team. Um and I think yeah, Danny Ainge hasn't done the best in drafting. I don't think, or they hasn't made the most of the assets that they have. But they're a, they're a solid team, and then I think I'll stop you there because you've spoken brilliantly. Now, Toby, we kind of cheated because me and him just by pure coincidence were just chatting about this earlier, and I and I revealed to him that you guys are both correct. You guys are both absolutely Bang! Bang! yes. Hit it. Hit it. And and yeah, there we are. So I think Manchester United and the Boston Celtics match up quite well in terms of our basketball to football translation. For all the reasons you said, a historical franchise trying to rebuild. They've had a lot of ups and downs on the transfer window um, along the way. You think of players like 
Schweinsteiger, Di Maria, they've come and gone, this, that and the other. And that mirrors kind of Boston where they've had stars who've underperformed and left and got injured like Kyrie, like Al Horford. But they're in a good position now. Um, Boston have the tools to have a deep playoff run, I think. And United have the tools to have a long Premier League, um, you know, a long Premier League run as in as in maybe challenge at the top. Toby, I'd, I, I, you didn't seem convinced when I spoke to you about this, but have have me, Ollie and K-Dot convinced you or have you thought of someone better? <clears throat> no, I think it's... No, no, no. It's just, it's just pulling your leg in it. <laughs> as always. As always. Uh, no, I think it's, it's a pretty good... It's a good comparison. Um, Perfect. Just, Thank you. Just because of what it means in, in, in each respective sports, right? In terms of uh, global teams. Uh Boston have that have that uh, fan base. They have that fan loyalty um, and that reputation within their within their domain. And the same goes for Manchester United. Um, exactly. They they they've storied franchise the teams of the past, the glory the glory years. So I guess the class of '92 for the United fans is probably equivalent to the probably equivalent to the Larry Bird. Uh, Larry Bird team in the eighties with McHale and Parrish. Yeah, yeah, that's on, a good way of putting it. Who won like yeah. three on the trot, you know, and they were they were like an absolute stud, you know. So, um, you've got those comparisons too. And even if you go back further to you know old man Bill Russell days and compare them to United in the day, then you got that as well. Uh, the mastermind of all this, I don't know if you got a Fergie comparison, but um, yeah, I agree, I agree, and 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 based on where they are now, both as respective teams with. You know, teetering on the edge. Like, I wouldn't yeah, exactly. say they're in the driving seat of the contention, but they're outside looking in and, you know, just a couple moves away, a couple of developments away and, and they're back in it. And, uh, yeah, nice. No, it's pretty accurate. I'll give you, I'll tip my hat to you. So I get a swish. You, you get a swish, my friend. And Ollie's given me one and K-Dot's given me one. So, yeah, so you listeners, um, just so you know, of our football to basketball translations, the Boston Celtics, if you want to know more about them, they're kind of like the Man U of the NBA. Great history, good team, but go, have been going for a massive rebuild for a while now, haven't won a championship. But with good young players, kind of look up there. Um, if, you, if you like this kind of stuff, if you want this kind of detail, um, we'll, give you way more con- we'll give you way more content on this. We've, we've joked about this many, many times. Um, K-Dot, who, who, would you, who would you compare the Knicks to? The 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 United. Um they've both got very janky owners. Um <laughs> but fundamentally they've got really, really like strong fan bases, ones that are um very loyal. Um mm. I don't know who like the Spike Lee equivalent of <laughs> um a Newcastle fan would be, but no, but they're they're really I, I think they're a they're both teams that should be doing better based on their um, the size that the, their 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 fan bases and where they should be really. So I think that's a that's quite a decent one to be fair. I think Newcastle are sort of teat up, you know, they're they're vying for relegation. But to be fair, if in the NBA if there was a relegation, I think the Knicks would have been relegated <laughs> to some of times Newcastle. <laughs> Newcastle. Yep. Alan Shearer was the Julius, you know. Julius Irving of the <laughs> was the Patrick Ewing, and, uh, Jackie, sorry Patrick Ewing of the yeah yeah agree that team. Agreed. And, um, I, you know. I got my team as I got the Lakers as Liverpool. 
Um, as I said, if there's demand, I'll explain that in, in good detail. I've, I've really thought about this. And only I got your clips as um, Tottenham Hotspurs. Um, I think, you know that's fair. That's the thing. You know, you have just hold, just hold the L. Just hold the L. Like that. You know that's true. Yeah, that's true. Right. Okay. We'll leave it there. We'll leave it there, gents. As usual, I lo- I love this show. Uh, love catching up with you guys at basketball. I know me and you. We'll, we'll talk very very shortly on the WhatsApp. The rest of you lot get involved on the WhatsApp zero seven three seven nine four eight one five two eight. Save that number in your phone. When you get basketball takes, just drop us a text, a voicemail, voice note, WhatsApp, whatever. Um, and we'll get back to you. Follow us at The Hoop Call on socials, IG, and podcast at thehoopcall.com if you want to holler us via email. Other than that, let me drop the music. There we are. Okay, and the music goes up. Gentlemen, been a pleasure. I'll see you next week. We're working on a bonus episode for you guys to mark the first month of the NBA. So stay tuned for that.